The Investigator's Toolbox is here. Are you a licensed investigator, an investigative or security professional? How would you like to gain work-based skills, be more productive, and grow your business? Well, welcome to the investigatorstoolbox.com. Check out this industry-changing website that's pioneering into the future today. You can network with other investigators in our forums. You can take a webinar, check out a blog, or read an article to brush up on your skills. You can visit our vast resource catalog of research websites and bookmark them in your own private library. Everybody's talking about the Investigator's Toolbox. This really is the future of networking, learning, and resource management. Check this out. For a limited time, we're offering a legacy discount for new members. If you sign up early, we'll save you 25%. Take advantage of exclusive discounts from site partners like Crosstracks, Delvepoint, PI Magazine, Hetherington Group, ScopeNow, Paraben, and so many more. Just visit the website investigators-toolbox.com and check out the demo video in the Who We Are section. Can you afford 41 cents a day? If the answer is yes, then don't delay. Join the community. Investigatorstoolbox.com. These discounts won't last. That's www.investigators-toolbox.com. It's Monday, and that means it's time for a new show. Today's show brings us Matt Christensen. Matt is a certified fraud examiner from Utah and is the co-creator of the Cybercraft Security and Anti-Fraud Summit taking place virtually in October. Today's show highlights the summit and what attendees can expect. This is a great free two-day event a week before osmosis. Now let's tune in to find out about this great event. Please welcome Matt Christensen and our host, private investigator Matt Spare. And welcome everybody to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. Well, today we've got another uh, an anomaly. We've got uh, two Matts in the room. So it's uh, me, Matt Sperry, your host. And today we've got Matt Christensen, who's hosting an amazing, uh, amazing opportunity, a free summit for investigators or people in the investigative industry. It's called the Cybercraft Security uh, and Anti-Fraud Summit. So I want to welcome Matt to the program. Matt, how are you doing? Matt. Honored to speak with you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, just a couple of mats kicking around, right? <laughs> You're in Utah, so tell me a little bit about your background and, and how you got into the industry. Sure. I'll try and spare you the details. I, I consider myself extremely fortunate and blessed. I, I've had many people in my life just extend an extra hand and believe in me when I didn't believe in myself. You know, when I started applying, I guess to, to, to back up, I really wanted to be in law enforcement when I was a kid, my dream was go military, then work local law enforcement, and then work your way to federal law enforcement. And, you know, fortunately, that wasn't the path that I ended up taking. I'm a huge supporter of law enforcement and military, but it wasn't right for me or for, for our family. And so I started applying for cybersecurity positions because I felt like that was a good way in to, to still have a similar experience in the investigative world, right. uh, but not have, you know, some of the demands that are are required in that level of service. And so, yeah, I, w I was applying for jobs back when it was next to impossible to get in. I mean, it, I took 50 applications and I didn't get a single call back. Um, it was just near impossible to get in. And, and fortunately, through a networking event, I just went up to the speaker, Kevin Spies, and just said, hey, I'm desperate. I'll take anything. <laughs> right. Just give me the title of security in it and I'll just, I'll carry 
you know, hot ramen and, and coffee, whatever you need, I will do. Right. And he's like, you know what? Actually, I know someone that's looking for it. And three weeks later, I had I had a job. That's fantastic. For a, a global organization, initially doing some security work. But then I approached our chief information security officer and just said, hey, I'm really interested in fraud. If I make this kind of a second job and do it on my own time, would you support me in it? He's like, don't make it your second job. Let's make it your first job. Right. And so fast forward, I was able to help build a, a fraud program for uh, one of the largest companies in the world. They're in 50 countries, wow. 130,000 employees. And it was just a phenomenal experience. And, and then every job since then, every career path since then, I've just been able to work in this amazing, amazing industry of cybersecurity and, and anti-fraud. Yeah, that's that's really cool. So I'm going to go ahead and date myself and, and tell you the job that I took when I first got out of school as a reference checker for a pre-employment screening company for uh, six bucks an hour. That's how desperate I was. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> my mother was like, you need to find a job and get out of my house, you know, type of deal. And I was like, no, I really need to find a job and, and, and get moving here. And yeah. I, it was important to me to actually do something I went to school for too. You know, like I didn't want to, you know, just go to school, get a criminal justice degree and then do something completely different. So I had that $6 an hour job for literally two hours before I was promoted to $24,000 a year. So yeah, I was a big time making big bucks <laughs> in 24K. Um, but that's the thing, man. You got to get your foot in the door and uh, yeah. gotta start somewhere and, um, you know, just lead it down uh, to, to where you want to be, right? So you do what you have to do so you can do what you want to do, right? That's the uh, uh, a good adage to, to live by. So Yeah, and, and Matt, I get... I get a lot of uh, direct messages on LinkedIn. That's where I'm most active. Right. And I probably get between 10 and 15 a week. And that's not an exaggeration. And it's a lot of the same story. It's, hey, I'm looking at getting into either cybersecurity or anti-fraud, but I'm finding it impossible to get a job. Like, I'm about ready to give up. Right. And I just, I felt like, man, there's so many people that are going through now what I went through, you know, almost 15 years ago. And it's, it's disheartening to me that it's still so hard to get your foot in the door because once you do get your foot in the door, it's pretty easy to move around laterally sure. or even to different organization. But, you know, it's that pain and struggle of letting someone give you experience to be able to get the experience that they're requiring, right? right? Like, how, how do you do that? And so, yeah, one of the things that I help push in the community is, look, you don't have to have a criminal justice degree or come from military law enforcement to be a good fraud investigator or to be amazing at cybersecurity. You can yeah. come from a very diverse background. So let's talk a little bit about that. What are the characteristics in your opinion? Because you don't actually have to be a licensed private investigator either, right? There are plenty of people that do this stuff that aren't PIs. So, so give me the characteristics of somebody who is interested in doing this type of work. Like w what are the attributes that they would show? Yeah, I would say that you don't always line up with what the movies show, right? I think the movies kind of show you the the glamour of it. But right. to, to quote, you know, you and I have a mutual friend and a mentor, Cynthia Hetherington. She's always taught that the best investigators are the ones that are curious. Yeah. Yeah. So I think curiosity would be one of the best attributes, whether you're trying to fight a, a malicious insider, someone that's gone rogue on the inside, a bad actor on the outside, it, it really doesn't matter. It's it's having that initial curiosity and not just surface level curiosity, but curiosity that takes you down 
you know, the five whys, right? Why this? Why this? Why? 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 I think that's one thing. Another thing would just be, I think a good puzzle solver makes an amazing investigator because it's someone that, again, will try every possible piece and you'll unturn every stone. And I think those are some pretty amazing attributes. I think not being complacent in growing, whether you're a PI, a fraud investigator, uh, if you're in cybersecurity, you've got to always always be pushing to learn and and really being on top of your game because it's such a dynamic field. So I think those would be three things that really stick out to me. Great point. So one of the things that, that really like pushed me, I think that elevated my game as far as an investigator goes, was uh, before I even went that route, before I even like officially became an investigator, I, I was intending to become an attorney. So when you take the LSATs, they teach you the contrapositive and considering alternate possibilities and, and you mm-hmm. go through all these logic games, right? And that's when I was like, oh, I love this stuff. I really like problem solving. It's it's almost like an obsession, right? So you pull that together with my obsession of talking to people and understanding what their story is and what they're about. And there you go, private investigator, like that's that's what you do. There's a show that I watched as a kid. Uh, it was in the late 80s. You would know it, Robert Redford Sneakers. That show really changed my life because, and I remember, I mean, I would have been to date myself. I would have been eight or nine, you know, when that came out. But I remember watching that show and seeing how people could, could use the the skill set and the mindset that, that was given to them that they were born with and be able to look at a way to say, okay, if I were a bad person, how could I get in, right? If I were to do a physical penetration test, where are my entry points? Where would I not get caught? How could I get through what seems to be a secure barrier when there's all these other gaping holes? And I realized that as a, as a young child that I had that ability to be able to just see what perhaps others couldn't see sure. in terms of you know that false sense of security. And, and so that show really... It, it was something that I just said, okay, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to help organizations know where their weak points are and, and prevent evil from happening. Yeah. I mean, and listen, that's, that is right there with the definition of security and anti-fraud, right? Those are the things that you, uh, that you do there. I, I think what's really neat too, and, and you have a, a podcast show of your own, right? Uh, fraud, not frog, which is a great show. Definitely. I encourage my audience to, to check it out. What I love about your show is not only are you bringing experts to talk about this stuff, but you're bringing in reformed fraudsters, which is really, really cool, right? This is how I broke the internet. This is how I did this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they're still reformed. Uh, I, I get a little right? grief for it, Matt. Yeah. I think that's cool, man. And you also bring in people that have been ripped off, you know, yeah, which I, I think do. is very cool too, right? So so those three areas, you know, uh, uh, just making making that issue real. I think it's something that's really, really cool. You know, something something that's different. Thank you. I feel like, you know, whether one's religious or not, I feel like God gave me an opportunity to use my voice to really help better this world. Right. And and that's what I want to do in defeating fraudsters and hackers and you know, people with malintent is is bring more exposure to it. You know, I won't claim to be the best fraud investigator, the best cybersecurity expert, right. but but I do have a, a true passion in connecting with people 
that are the top at their game, right? right. And so if I can help create that conversation, uh, to me, that, that that's worth it. And I hope that it's adding value. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Coming across your show, and I don't even remember how I came across it. Oh, oh we connect on LinkedIn. That, that's <laughs> you were saying you're a LinkedIn troll, like yep. you and me both, buddy. <laughs> so uh, we connect on LinkedIn, and then then you're like, "Hey, I have this show too." Me, I'm kind of a skeptic when I'm listening to to, to podcast shows. Like I'm, yeah, I'm I'm terrible. Like I'm a terrible, terrible person because you know before I'm even listening to content, I'm listening to sound. Right, so I turn it on. It's like, hey, is this guy using a good mic? Is it, you know, how's the production quality on this? Like I'm Too forming an clipping. opinion. Yeah, exactly. I'm terrible <laughs> like that. Like I am a bad character. I'm, you know, really bad, but then content also, right? That's the second thing, right? Yeah. How does it sound? And then what's the content? And it's like, you checked off all the boxes. I was like, this is a good show, right? This is really good. I really uh, appreciate it. And you have, yeah, I've listened to a couple episodes. You've had some really good guests on there. So I encourage you to keep at it, man. It's uh, it's really cool stuff. So uh, we're going to jump into the um, Security and Anti-Fraud Summit because I really want to dig into what that's about. That's It's just an amazing program and it's free, So uh, which is really, really neat too. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back in, uh, I want to hear all about this, uh, this program that, that's coming up. So everybody sit tight and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in to the program this week. I want to talk to you a little bit about Crosstracks. Crosstracks is a big time supporter of the show. They've been on board very early on and I'm very appreciative for the support they've given. So here's a funny story. I was not a Crosstracks user when we started having discussions about them coming on as a sponsor. So I decided to check them out and, uh, you know, I was using Dropbox and kind of doing my own thing and, uh, you know, I have a good sized business. We have quite a few law firms we service in New York and uh, I was like, ah, I don't need this case management stuff. Man, was I mistaken. As soon as I checked this uh, system out and I started really uploading everything and, and using it on a regular basis, man, it has really increased my productivity. My clients are super stoked that I'm using it because uh, it allows them to actually stay on top of their cases and get regular updates without having to shoot emails or make phone calls. They know exactly what's going on in their case, which is something that's absolutely phenomenal. The pricing on it's really reasonable too. You know, and you can build it into your pricing. You know, as like an administrative charge, uh, tack on a couple bucks to each assignment. Your clients are not gonna complain. They're gonna understand, they're gonna be happy because you're using a, a management system that allows them to have access to their files. It's it's worth it. I mean, I, I've not had one client call me to complain about uh, a, a minimal administration charge that I've now tacked on to, uh, to my invoices. So definitely check them out. Consider it. It's crosstracks.co. You'll see the information in the show notes. So if you're um, not using a case management system, check it out. If you are using a case management system and you don't like what you're doing or you, you used to use Crosstracks and you want to come back, give them a call, contact them, tell them you're uh, supporting the show and you want to know a little bit more about uh, what they're offering. So thank you everyone again for tuning in and uh, please support our sponsors. It really means a lot. The next issue of PI Magazine is hot off the presses. Make sure you visit PIMagazine.com for all the details. Check out Matt's columns on Podcasting 101 and PI Perspectives. Delft Point keeps on advancing. The commonality search is here. The new data is unlike anything they currently offer and will go in-depth into your target's assets and relationships. 
Use them on everything from jury research and associate connections to business investigations and fraud cases. You do not want to miss these. Visit DelvePoint.com for more details. Sign up and use code PIP20 for additional savings. Check out the PI Institute of Education at PIInstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the InvestigatorsToolbox.com. Check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. And welcome, everybody. We are back here on PI Perspectives. Uh, we're here with Matt Christensen today, and uh, we're talking about the Cybercraft Security and Anti-Fraud Summit. Welcome back to the program, Matt. Thank you, Matt. I'm excited to tell your listeners about the summit. Okay, so tell me, like, what was the genesis for this idea? How did you uh, think about you wanted to do this particular project? And, and tell me how it all came together. You bet. So, like I mentioned earlier, I've been a huge fan of both cybersecurity and anti-fraud really my whole career. And I found myself, I'd apply for one one job and, and it would be cybersecurity or I'd move and go to an anti-fraud role. And even across the industry, I've, I've talked to a lot of people, there just seemed to be this, this silo, this isolation that exists between these two communities. And it, it kind of, it didn't upset me, but it, it did to a point that it, it drove me to say, I wanna help bridge these gaps. Because whether you're fighting fraudsters or hackers, a lot of the times you're using the same people, processes, tools, and technologies. Right. And it, it did upset me whenever I would see, and again, not at any employers that I was at or currently am at, but just across the industry, you'd see two separate shops that never talked to each other. Right. And they would have duplicative technologies and and just a, really, in my opinion, it, they were they were fighting against each other rather than against the adversaries that they that both independently were trying to fight against. And so I've always had this desire to bridge that gap. Now, fast forward, and maybe this is too much information, but I've uh, as I speak at conferences, I've slid my way into like cyber conferences, but then been able to talk about fraud and make that more of the speaking topic. And likewise, into fraud conferences, and make cybersecurity part of that topic because it always it just drives me nuts with as many conferences as I go to every year you would think you would see more you know interconnectivity between the two domains and there just isn't yet right so fast forward and I got with a, a friend of mine Lindsay Ivy and we just it was one of those things she's like hey I want to throw a cyber conference and I was like hey that's great but I want to throw a cyber and an anti fraud conference and she like that's even better <laughs> look at you guys so, uh you're you know, like uh west side story here right the, the, the <laughs> jets and the sharks and we, we got maria those, coming in here <laughs> <That's> fantastic <laughs> you know it's just one of those things that it took two people with the right level of passion and the right drive you know right. you mentioned that this is a free summit we didn't want to we didn't want to disclude anyone you know so whether you're looking to break into the industry whether you're working fast food right now, you're listening to Matt's podcast and you're thinking to yourself, I really want to be a PI. Like that, that's the type of influence we want to be able to have. And a lot of these industry conferences you go to, 
it's just really intimidating. You know, you almost have to have 10 years of experience to be able to understand what a a general topic or a general session is even about. Sure. So a third of our conference is dedicated to helping people break into the industry. And so, yeah, we're actually going to have virtual hiring booths. It's almost like a virtual job fair. So we're lining up different employers that are seeking that level of talent. And then we're going to connect the attendee with the employer right there in the conference. So that's one section where we've got a, another track that's really geared towards the nerds and, and every nerd out there listening to your show, Matt knows they're a nerd. You don't have to be told you're a nerd to know you're a nerd. You just own it. Right. So we're going to get into not surface level discussions, but deep, deep discussions uh, around anti-fraud around the dark web, open source intelligence, social engineering, just, and, and guess what? Your investigator toolbox is going to fall right into that geek out section, which I'm sure you, you know, you've already let your, your listeners know, and you will even more, but we're so excited to have you share what you've put together in that toolbox. And then the third section is really for the chief. It's for the, the thought leaders, the, you know, the directors, the VPs, the, the executives that have ownership in fighting fraud or fighting uh, cybercrime. And so those discussions, those tracks, those presentations are really going to be, how can we cross collaborate between anti-fraud and cyber? How can we make it so that we're, the business isn't just writing us a paycheck to feel good that they have a, a security program or an anti-fraud program, but that we can actually prove we're saving the company money. So we're not a cost center. We're, we're true ROI. That's the level of uh, conversations we're going to be having on October 1st and October 2nd. Right. Right. And that's, uh, it's so great that you're doing this, man. And I got to think that something like this probably was always intended to be something that was virtual, right? Or did you have plans to do this in person and then had to pivot because of COVID? You know, pre COVID I've always been an in-person guy. I, I, Personally, I love that that connection uh, when you can see the facial recognitions. But having been quarantined now for over six months, and you know all of our lives have really gone virtual. Right. I don't know that the conference would have been such an early success had it been in person, because you're forcing people to travel right. to a specific location. Where now, I, I just looked at our registrant list. We've got people from 10 different countries nice. attending and it will grow as we get closer to the conference and you'd never be able to do that uh, any other way. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, free all of a sudden doesn't become free when you got to buy a plane ticket and pay for a hotel room. Right. And uh, right. You know, obviously it wouldn't be free because whatever venue you have it at, you'd have to pay for that venue. Right. So unless you were getting, you know, Daddy Warbucks is uh, sponsoring your uh, your security <laughs> summit, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, unless you have a ge- very generous benefactor, there would have been cost involved with it. I think the, the whole attitude and just the um, comfort level of now going virtually with these things. So we've got Osmosis, right, which will be taking place, I think, a week later after your conference and WAD just had theirs yesterday the two days uh two day conference a virtual conference that that's it's the accepted norm right now right it's it's kind of where everything is going and uh as we do more of these we get more comfortable with the idea 
yes, it's always going to be great to be in person. And man, I can't wait to go <laughs> to right. one of these events. Like, I miss it. I really do. Yeah. And this yep. was supposed to be a big traveling year for me too. Like, I was going all over the place, and it's just like, nope, yep. nope, 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 nope. My wife is happy. I'm home. My kids are ecstatic. But uh, me, I kind of like to travel. Kind of like to go out and do things. But now we do it virtually. So these summits, like obviously we have the three tracks, right? Which I think is a great, great idea too. A little something for everybody. What's the infrastructure? How is that set up? Do you have a platform that you're using or um, are there particular channels that you're setting up? Like what's the plan on this? Yeah, you bet. So we've got a Slack channel set up. Uh, so you can go to Slack and just search for Cybercraft Summit. That's a great way to connect with the attendees and just get most of the updates, uh, the, the most current updates, I should say. Uh, we're on LinkedIn. We've got a Cybercraft Summit LinkedIn page. That, again, we're pushing the updates there. The platform itself will be one that it's you can attend whichever presentation you want. You know, just because you're new doesn't mean you can only attend the break-in tracks. We want people to be able to surround and just get different, you know, whatever presentation they feel would fit. So, yeah, they'll be able to sign up so that we at least have an idea of how many people are attending which class but if they get halfway through a presentation they're like okay yep got it they can bounce right into uh, another presentation all of them are live mm -hmm. so that's one thing to keep in mind um, but yeah that's the platform you'd be able to kind of pick and choose what you want to go to uh, there'll be breakout booths for our sponsors and our vendors for registrants to be able to go to and have what they would normally do in a in a venue where you've got you know, a floor full of vendor booths right, set up. Right. We would have that virtually. And to be candid, for our vendors, it's it's a better situation because people will only go to you because they're interested, not because you're handing out that free squishy ball. I'm going to miss those squishy balls, <laughs> man. Very stressed out these days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or like another USB stick that I'm like, this is a security conference. Like no one's going to plug that in their computer. If I get one so, one more darn flashlight, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's it. And then of course for the, the hiring event, you know, I haven't mentioned we're going to do esports as well. So there'll be an actual like full-on esport competition industry-related content, right. but we're going to have a bracket system. And we've got some pretty cool giveaways. You know, you mentioned Osmosis at the Hetherington's um, conference, OSINT conference in October. She's been gracious enough to give out one of those seats, virtual seats, yeah. as a prize. It's amazing. We've got uh, Your Investigator Toolbox that we're going to be giving away a number of those annual subscriptions to. Right. And then just a ton of other prizes that we're going to be uh, giving out to our attendees that just really show us they're participating. And then I should mention too, Matt, a lot of, uh, a lot of people require continuing professional education to be able to keep certifications. Sure. And that, that's a, I'm a big believer in continuing education. So for those, uh, courses, uh, the presentations that, that are warranted that we will be offering that to our attendees. So I'm, I'm stoked that people can get free CP credits that is a game, during this event. Game changer, dude. Game changer. Really, really cool that you can do that. We're um, making a lot of other conferences really mad right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you really are, bro. <laughs> but that's cool. You know, it's like, it, I it, it, in this year, I feel like we need a break. <laughs> like we, Everybody's just been taking it on the chin this year. <laughs> yeah. We just need a break. 
Um, it, it's a really cool, really cool setup. So, so you can really, um, I guess, jump around then between break in, geek out, and, and lead with right those three different tracks. You can you, you can jump around to whatever track you want to be. You're not committed to just one one track once you sign in, right? No, and I'll be the first to admit, even when we're together all in person at a conference, I still tend to sit towards the back because I feel like I don't want to be the rude guy clear in the front that gets up and walks out. Right. I just, I'm not going to be that person, but that's the nice thing about this virtually. You're not going to offend anyone. If, if whatever's being presented, you know, you already know, or it just isn't, isn't interesting to you sure. then you can go move to something else that is. And so, yeah, we, we are really trying to just remove all the barriers for why, people don't want to go to conferences. So another thing that I think is important to note, every speaker we have was hand-selected. We didn't do a call for speakers. Right. Now, I don't believe in those because you you get a committee together that all are like-minded and they all choose the exact same speakers. And it's like, no, let, let's make sure we get a diverse field. Let's make sure that we get speakers that we know don't just talk about fraud or crime, right. but have actually fought it. And right. so, yeah. My partner and I, we, we hand-selected uh, every speaker. Okay, so now now comes the point in the show where we start name-dropping. Uh, so let's talk about the <laughs> keynotes real quick. Obviously, Cynthia is uh, one of the keynotes there, but you got three other people that are just uh, amazing. I'm excited, too. So tell me a little bit about uh, John McClurg, Nick Espinosa, and Frank Casey. Yeah, you bet. John McClurg is probably one of the most respected cybercrime uh, experts in both public and private sector uh, he's an extremely decorated member. He worked with several national agencies, uh, FBI, Homeland Security. He just he is so connected in in that world. And then when he moved to the private sector, he worked with very large fortune companies. Then went on to develop uh, his own AI type company. And after doing machine learning and AI, then went on to become the chief information security officer for BlackBerry. So John has just been there. I mean, he's helped uncover rogue interoperatives. So our, our own people that our nation trusted, uh, he's helped uncover those. And again, has just a career that I think most of us would just dream of. And so John's going to bring a ton of perspective that way. Nick Espinosa, he's again on the cybersecurity side. Uh, he calls himself the chief security fanatic. That couldn't be any more accurate. Really? I don't know anyone that's as passionate about cybersecurity as Nick. He's also a member of the Forbes Tech Council. He's a TEDx speaker. Okay. Uh, he, he's done the level of Fortune like 100, Fortune 50, very respected, gives back to the community. So in, in addition to what he's done professionally, he's just a leader that – that gives back without wanting something in return. Right. That's cool. Um, I mean, he, he's always scratching people's backs rather than, you know, the other way around in a non creepy way, Nick, yeah, if you're listening of course, to this, yeah. you're Definitely. going to make fun of me for that. <laughs> and then um, in addition to Cynthia, which you and I both, I think we have a little fanfare for fanfare of, uh, we have Frank Casey. So everyone knows who Bernie Madoff was sure. and what he did and the thousands of lies that he ruined and is being held responsible for in life in prison. But few people know who Frank Casey is, at least from a general perspective. Your audience, my audience, they know who Frank is. But Frank was one of the SEC whistleblowers that, that uncovered 
the Bernie Madoff scandal and Ponzi scheme. And so Frank is going to come tell us his story, how that came about, and then also talk about other landmark cases that he's uh, been working on since Madoff was put in prison. I don't want to shy away, Matt, from the rest of our speakers. Really, if you look at our speaker list, every single one of them is a keynote speaker. I mean, every single one of them is going to deliver a presentation that people are just like, holy cow, I can up my game now. I know something actionable that I can do. Um, We don't have people that just wave their theoretical hands and do hand-waving gestures to and PowerPoint presentations. Like yeah. these, these professionals are boots on the ground. Just, I mean, top, top talent. Yeah. And there's so many of them, which is really, really cool. Like I started going through the list here. I'm like, Ooh, I know this person, know that person, know this person. Wow. I'm, I don't know this person, but they, I want to hear this person talk. Right. So, uh, yeah, the list is, uh, it appears to be growing as well, which is pretty cool too, right? It is. Yeah. No, we, we, we have well past the point of having to respectfully decline. I mean, we have so many people that reach out to us and we just don't have enough days. (laughs) We've already jam packed these two days. And so, you know, we'll take them into consideration for next year's conference. Sure. I still don't know how I feel about Frank Casey. I'm I'm a lifelong Mets fan. So you know, what he did to, to the Will Ponds, <laughs> Bernie made you're off gonna, like Bernie ripped them off, but you know the Manos yeah, would still have, have money. You know, like you'll have to take that up with Frank. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> that one hits close to home. <laughs> it's it's rough. It's rough. Um, wow. So okay. So tell me a little bit about like the future plans for this. Obviously, you know you we you've got this great event happening um, October first and October second. But what what is the long term? goal here the long-term game what happens on october 3rd on october 3rd i hope that we can better fight fraudsters and cyber criminals i i mean our true north statement is to bridge these two isolated industries and and professions into a single uh, domain into a shared domain that's the true north it's it's to do everything that it's to do the opposite of what's been done up to this point and to really just start bridging the gap between both cyber and anti-fraud. That's, that's the end goal. Of course, we're going to have more conferences. Of course, we're going to continue to bring on greater talent. Um, But this is much more than just a single event in our eyes. This is, and even in those who are speaking at our event and those that are sponsoring our event, This is not just so people can feel good about getting together and earning CP credit. Right. Um, We want, like one of our KPIs, our key performance indicators, is how many people did we help get a job? I don't know of another conference out there that's industry-specific like this where they they view how many people's lives did we change by helping them get a career that was almost impossible to break into. Sure. And that's one of our KPIs. Yeah, so I think that right. should give you a little perspective on, you know, what's the future state of Cybercraft and, and what do we want to do? It's so much more than event. Yeah, it's exciting, man. I really, um, I got to give you kudos, man, just coming up with the idea and, and making it come, uh, you know, come full circle and, and really, uh, really get out there. It's uh, as somebody who has put together conferences and done things uh, several times, I, I know what goes into putting it putting it together um 
I can only imagine the magnitude with the amount of speakers that you have. Um, uh, it's really cool, man. I'm very excited to thank you. To, and, and I want to take all the credit. I mean, there's, there's obviously, uh, the, my co-founder Lindsay Ivy has, sure. has played a huge role in this. And I think just every, every speaker, every presenter that we've, that we've reached out to, you know, to have hundreds of people sign up just without even really marketing it at all. Right. To me, it says we're on to something that sure. there's more than just one crazy cyber person myself that thinks that there's a gap to be bridged here. Well, apparently there's a fanatic, a security fanatic guy running around too. So there's two of you. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be there and too. we're going to have fun with it too. Right. I mean, you know, all things said and done, it, this is this is a time to connect, to laugh a little. We, we do have uh, some... I won't call it off-color talent, but we have some very passionate and funny presentations, some panelists that are going to be present as well. Right. So it, it is going to be a place that I don't think people are going to multitask during the event. I, I think, if anything, they're going to largely neglect anything else they had planned to do while they were going to this virtual conference. I sure. think those plans just went down the drain, and I think they're going to be glued to the monitor. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think you're onto something here. Um, yeah. So I've registered, right. I'll be attending and, you know, as you mentioned, I'll be um, teaching as well. And I'm, I'm really honored to be even asked to be a part of this project, man. It's uh, it's very cool. And I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about the toolbox uh, to uh, people that don't know about it and uh, just shining some light on my passion project for, for the past two years or so. So I'm excited about that too. So tell me how folks can uh, get a hold of you if they had any further questions. Obviously, you said LinkedIn. So to give give me that handle and give me some other uh, ways to get a hold of you. Yeah, you bet. And and we'll throw it in the show notes. But uh, it's just LinkedIn.com slash in slash Christensen Matt. Uh, you can find me. My title is Cybersecurity Anti-Fraud and Fraud Not Frog Podcast. Right. And then, of course, to register for the free summit, um, which you can do up until the day of the event, you just go to cybercraftsummit.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. All right. So, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, don't forget, we have a uh, Quick Hits episode coming up this Thursday as we continue to highlight the Osmosis Conference. And uh, that'll be our next show on deck. So, Matt, thank you so much. And I really uh, look forward to participating in all this, Matt. So, uh, everybody have a great week. Check in with us on Thursday and uh, we'll catch you on the next show. Take care. Okay, who's going to the summit? Come on, folks, it's free. Go sign up today, cybercraftsummit.com. We're giving away five free memberships to the toolbox to some lucky summit attendees. We also want to thank Crosstracks, Delft Point, and the PI Institute of Education for sponsoring the show. Have you checked out investigatorstoolbox.com yet? Remember, it only takes 41 cents a day to unlock the future of investigations. Make an investment in your business and yourself today. The 25% legacy discount won't last long. Got a question or comment about the show? Email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We want your feedback so we can bring you the best shows possible. Our next show is a quick hit segment with John Pizzoro. John heads up a unit for the New Jersey State Police, and we'll talk about neurolinguistics and social engineering. This episode will really make you think. Check it out this Thursday. We'll be back on next Monday with another regular show, so stay safe and have a great day.